Welcome to another episode of the Blast From Cast From, the podcast for BlastFrom.com that was rather succinctly described as where we talk about the music without talking about the music. But that's all going to change today. We're presenting another Blast From edit, so this is an opportunity to actually talk about the music. We're, we're both millennials, probably the last generation to give any credence to albums, have any kind of, you know... Uh, feeling about albums, I think, and I don't think yeah. that these these youngsters, these these Zoomers, aren't really that interested in albums. Is that, but what, is that what they're called? That's what they're called now. Yeah, um, be, oh, I no. don't know if it's that's a rather cruel uh, way of putting it because they are currently getting their education via that platform. It sounds it sounds like a really really crap insult from someone who doesn't want to swear on like you know breakfast TV. You filthy Zoomer. These Zoomers have kind of come to fruition in, in difficult times. Pushing past that, we, yeah, we're part of the album generation, and that's why we pay mm-hmm. such, you know, attention to these things. If I if I may say, I know you're probably, you're, you're climbing, clawing towards a point very soon. <laughs> I apologize for interrupting you. I, I think a, a, an abrupt bump in my road was definitely the iPod, because for a while I was really into, like, skipping like stuff on shuffle, just how that's probably why the iPod shuffle was actually popular for a bit. People just wanted to listen to a bunch of music at once. This is even before streaming and all that stuff, but they sort of shuffling thousands of songs because you had them at your, your fingertips and just was a click wheel away from, you know, 500 songs in a row on a long bus journey. So, so I think that for me was why it was, it was a bit of a, a, a detour. It's a good, it's a good point. And that's kind of what we're doing here. Cause yeah, Uh-oh. we, we are used Podcast to over. the, <laughs> Not that we're bored of these albums, but it's kind of getting to be the rage of um, the the edit. You know, the the new edit, mm. the the that new Godfather film that I haven't seen yet. The the Godfather Ooh. three uh, rejig of that film, which what? I'm quite interested to see. Yeah, so um, Francis Ford Coppola has taken Godfather three, which was obviously the least well received of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. The Shardfather. <laughs> that feels original. <laughs> that felt so original. <laughs> So anyway, felt, what... <laughs> felt like a dry fart that had all the smell. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> so what, he, what he's done is recut that uh, film. So I don't know what he's done actually, but it's supposedly reinvigorated it in some way. Um, not that we're mm-hmm. trying to reinvigorate these these albums. The way we see albums, they, they're statements from the artist. Mm-hmm. The statement remains. So it's a game. Really, mm-hmm. isn't it? So scientists, Easy mode. scientists have proven uh, with science that the the single LP disc is the the very peak of musical enjoyment. You've got that sort of physical connection, that runtime. You're having to get up. You're having to flip it over. You're pro- properly connected to it. There's the the I guess the bigness of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people like large discs. People in their like large discs. Uh, it's just it's very it's very involving, isn't it? It's a very involving mm. thing. That forty-five minute roughly runtime is is um, mwah, you know. I suppose an hour is always too long because if you like like you said, if you start a, a show and it was an hour before an hour long and you knew you had to go to bed, you'd be like, oh god. But forty-five minutes, woof! It's time to enjoy and brush your teeth. Uh, late late nineties CD. Mm-hmm. That's how, well, unless, how did you feel about the mini disc when that came along? I think we're becoming the masters of the procrastinating around the topic, or is that... Well, that's what this podcast's all about, isn't it? <laughs> Swirling the drain until we eventually have to get our hairy fingers down the plug hole and figure out what's going on. Anyway, it was, 
rather than the mini disc and things like that, more what sort of changed for me was when um, remember when CD cases started to change a little bit, they started to get a little bit more rounder, more oh, secure. There was, Maybe it was, there was like yeah, there was like a I don't know if it was a security thing, but um, yeah, it was like a different jewel case, wasn't it? And it had like yeah, it was like bits. almost like a hexagonal shape. Yeah, it was weird. And I was thinking, oh, this is the next thing because obviously CDs couldn't change; they've they've peaked. Um, but the cases can change. And then I was like, isn't that just going to bugger up a bunch of businesses who have made CD holders and there's going to be this new weird shape? And let's not even get started on when a CD would have like a like an outer case of cardboard that oh, wouldn't fit in your, the, in oh, your the, rack. the slip case. Or a double CD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, a, or a double CD. I used to hate oh, them. What were like, the digi, the digi packs they were oh. called where they, they would kind of squat, depending on what size they were, they would get squashed and folded uh, and they, they yeah, would, they it would just muck a, sli- up your, a slip. Or if you're, if you're storing your CDs, sometimes actually a digi case was quite handy because you could kind of slide that in. It was slightly thinner. Oh, yeah. And then that you'd, oh, that's satisfying. a perfect tight shelf of CDs. That was so good. Like if you had a box of CDs and obviously too much room for most, and then you get that little little cardboardy slip sleeve in there, it was like just ka-ching. This is sad. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the pleasures. The, 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 but these are these are the pleasures that the uh, the generation oh. Y, the Zoomers will never will, will they'll never know. Um, <laughs> Those filthy. <laughs> so CDs firmly in place. That's that's the point where we're mm. circling back around to. Oh yeah, uh, like a Billy Connolly bit. Still on uh, top as well. Yeah. So you know, talked about kind of the, the actual physical how that was presented to you, but you didn't really have to think about the limitations of of tape and and uh, vinyl. Uh, and artists were really starting to kind of push that sixty minute plus runtime for good or bad. Just really, really pushing past the the limits. You can pack a lot. I think it's is it eighty minutes or something along the, those lines that CDs can actually pack. It's people close are, to that. I mean that was extended a, play. That's a different issue. And that's going to afford us a lot of um, a lot of material for these future blast from edits. But yeah, a lot of gits and things added into albums. Oh, yeah. that, that we'll get to those. If you <laughs> if you were sticking to the two sided single disc LP format where you've only got twenty two to twenty three ish minutes per side, uh, you might throw aside a skit or two just to to make up the space. Which brings us to this episode's album. The Blast From Edit of The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. This is Lauren Hill's first and only studio album, 1998. Very fondly remembered, highly, highly successful, critically acclaimed, uh, award-winning album. Lauren did a bit of a a Stevie Wonder at the Grammy Awards. Um, Ten nominations and five wins, including Album of the Year. So very, very fondly remembered, very highly thought of album. Mm. Hmm? Am I going to disagree with that? Yeah. <laughs> Can I disagree with the facts? Just, <laughs> that it was... No. The... So these are all the things that happened. Yeah. No, no. She didn't do a Stevie Wonder. Um, uh, you, you, sir, have been blind to the facts. Uh, I'm going to come in with all my new facts. Um, alternative facts. This is the yeah, age of alternative facts. Rewrite that history. She wasn't even there. She, uh, her name is actually Hill Loren. It's all the reverse, but uh, no, I think um, obviously we're going to go a little deeper, but um, I don't know how you want to handle this because obviously I've got my nowadays opinions and my back in 1998, was it? Well, we, yeah, we, we, we listened to it relatively near the time, didn't we? It was quite on the scene and we, oh, yeah, we, we would have heard it. Huge. Yeah. It was huge at the time. Yeah. It was uh, quite unique. Uh, obviously, nobody was really doing that. 
well, some people were doing that hip hop and R and B soul sort of mixed to, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Um, mixed results, and often kind of relying on yeah. other other rap. Like if if it was an R and B artist, they would have other people rapping on it, or if it was a rapper, they would have other people singing on it. Whereas this was the whole package in, in so one. I'm, Almost like a almost like a Prince sort of multi instrumentalist thing. So that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not quite a Bone Thugs and Harmony, and then all of a sudden you get the Wu Tang Clan on there. It was it was quite interesting because she would be able to just tear it up on both. Late nineties, that was glory days for for rap music and, oh, yeah. and R and B as well. It was the kind of neo soul stuff. Uh, D'Angelo, uh, Common was doing a bit of a mix of things at that point as well. Mm. Uh, he was trying. He was trying. <laughs> he was certainly trying. Let's rewind a little bit first about Lauren Hill, the like reputation of can't like <laughs> like a cassette exactly. Um, can't rewind a CD. One of the the actually no, you could rewind a CD. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Push the little button there. Anyway, Lauren Hill, standout member of the Fugees. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Yes. In hindsight, <laughs> and at the time, I would at say time, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they, I think what's what was the guy's name again? Daz or what was his? Oh, Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> Praz um, is his name. The, yeah, is it Praz? Who it's not Praz. only being the third member of the Fugees, but also in one of the most well-known hip-hop songs, Ghetto Superstar, desi- deciding to follow uh, Old Dirty Bastards. So, yeah, he had ODB and Maya on yeah. his song, which unfortunately for him are... <laughs> it's his, it is his song, though, isn't it? It is his song, uh, And yeah. no, one, no one ever says that great Praz song. Uh, it's very much Maya and that film it was in, an old dirty bastard, and then there's that other guy. What a shame! It must be. It must be like being the guy in the. We've talked about the space uh, mission. There's Buzz Aldrin. There's Neil Armstrong and Pratt. And, uh, <laughs> and Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Anyways, <laughs> Praz is, is in the shuttle. Fuji, we'll, we'll Fuji's was was Praz, uh, firstly and chiefly, uh, and Wyclef Jean and Lauren Hill, who had yeah. released Blunted on Reality, was their first album. That Fuji, that mm-hmm. no, Fuji Live was on the score, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Fuji Land. What was on Blunted on Reality? Was that not a single in between? But they put it on. The score. I see this is where the, the rich research that we did. I researched oh. mostly Lauren Hill and not so much the Fugees. Oh. Just just to, to, yeah. to sort of skate through the history of the Fugees. Blunted on reality, yeah, the yeah. score. The score was yeah. a huge album, obviously. That was yeah. 1996 that came out. And they were probably the Which... biggest rap, uh, rap group in the world at that point, were they not? 1996? Mm. Biggest rap group in the world, certainly. But um, biggest, yeah, one of the biggest bands in the world. They're very popular over here anyway. Uh, around 1997, they, they broke up. Uh, the the reason the reason for the breakup was supposedly this strained relationship between uh, Lauren Hill and Wyclef Jean. <laughs> Praz, yeah, again, having nothing to do with anything. Well, he <laughs> was he was also there. Um, yeah. Praz was also Poor there. Poor guy. There was, there was this you can't even claim he was to do with the breakup. I didn't know a huge amount about this until researching for this podcast and there's not a lot actually really i couldn't find any account from lauren hill's side so it's a bit of a shame to hear her we can't hear her side of the story but she's i guess i guess quite a private person definitely wyclef jean has talked about it so this is kind of coming from his side of things uh, but they were in a relationship for quite a long time the only reason i'm mentioning this is because it has does have some effect to the album that we're going to be talking about today and was also going out with someone else at the time, Wyclef Sean. 
continued this relationship with Lauren Hill while they were recording, while they were in the band. Ooh. Prez was also there. And <laughs> he actually ended up marrying the other person uh, and continued to see Lauren Hill at the same time. So, um, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting love triangle there. Yeah. So Wycliffe Sean, piece of well, he, he as as he puts it, he he loved two women. Um, that was obviously going to end very very well. I think yeah. To, towards the end of the the band and the end of their relationship, Lauren Hill also started seeing uh, Rohan Marley. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Who is related to? I think you can oh. guess. <laughs> son of um, the famous Bob Marley. So yeah, mm. kind of towards the end of the band, they were in a relationship also. So. The love triangle became a love square. Is that is that a thing? What, what does that well, then become? Why, Wycliffe Shannon amongst the guy, like no. <laughs> so yeah, how, actually, I've never looked into how you define a love triangle. So a love triangle involves three people. Doesn't necessarily yeah, so mean that they would it be a love for a love a love uh... like like the way you, you you sometimes write the number four can have that open top, but there's obviously different directions. But sometimes oh yeah, you, you can. <laughs> You get four points, yeah. but um, yeah. Well, no, be, yeah, that would be that would still be a triangle, wouldn't it? That, yeah, would be yeah. I love, yeah. I love four. Let's go with that. I love H. I love H. I love H. Yeah. I, oh God, Almighty! Excuse me. Those are the ne- clearly, This is the noises we need. I clearly didn't like that. <laughs> took, <laughs> <laughs> took my breath away. Wow. Um, love H. <laughs> And again, this is why Clef Jean's account of things, um, Praz mm. was also there, uh, that the part, the the reason for the breakup was that uh, Lauren Hill had become pregnant uh, oh. during this time and had, according to why Clef Jean, at least allegedly, uh, told him falsely that uh, the baby was his. Again, allegedly, let's just get that, make mm. that clear. We still haven't heard yeah. Lauren Hill's account of things, but that upset things and led to strained uh, a strained relationship, mm. and that's kind of part of why things fell apart, according to Wyclef Sean. So, Fuji's are over, everyone goes their separate ways. Uh, Wyclef Sean had released his album, The Carnival. I don't know if you remember that. It had uh, Gone Absolutely Till November. Not. You don't remember anything about it. You remember Gone Till no. November, that was a song. Briefly, from it being an always sunny episode, had it in it. <laughs> uh, That's it. Was a it. Fairly big hit at the time. Praz, obviously, his album "Ghetto Superstar" uh, with the song uh, by Maya and o- ODB <laughs> uh, "Ghetto Superstar" was on his album <laughs> as well. And Lauren Hill, of course, released in summer of nineteen ninety eight, "The Miseducation of Lauren Hill," which is where uh-huh. uh, five we... years after Sister Act Two, <laughs> you're trying to see five years after uh, turning Sister Act Two, the the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. So yeah, we'll begin the. We're taking an album that was not presented in this format, uh, take that apart, put it back together, try to arrive at a 20 to 23 minutes per side format. Um, and we're not saying that this is an improvement on the album, uh, not saying anything about the album. The album is the album. It exists. It's out there. We're just trying to make a little puzzle happen here with the miseducation of Lauren Hill. So I think probably the way to do this is just track by track and go go through our, our kind of opinions mm-hmm. um whether something clearly needs to be kept or not and then after that possibly arrive at a, a track listing of, of some description as well and then oh. arrive at the version of the blast from edit of miseducation of lauren hill so track one is the intro obviously mm. 
Uh, that's a little skit there. <laughs> you don't like you don't like intro, so you no. got a skit there that I, I, does. Kind I, I always of... hate that in an album. Is it, an intro just is an irritating beginning bit. You have to either listen to because you've just started it or you're getting your dinner ready. I think it should just be a song straight into it. Doesn't matter. Who needs an intro? It's not a movie. You just want to start off with a, a song. So yeah, needle to record, and you want song. Yeah. You want an intro. Boom. I mean, the intro speaks to. There's like a theme in the album, obviously. There's kind of a school day sort of situation. So, I mean, I, I didn't actually... I, I quite liked the intro, given the theme of the album, that you've got this hmm. this roll call in a classroom and then Lauren Hill. Where's Lauren Hill? Not not liking that, though, by the sounds of it. No. Uh, I would have, at least I'd like to have had a more accurate, if they're going to do these extra audio pieces, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. I wanted to hear a really bad lesson continually being cut up throughout the album. So, you know. Incorrect. Uh, everyone here today. Yeah. Everyone here today, class. Lauren Hill, are you here? Present. You know, four plus four is nine. <laughs> and then first track. I'd like that. Actually, it's imbued in a lot of the tracks here. This mm-hmm. classroom audio situation. There's, there is sometimes in some yeah. of a little bit of music in the background. Very, very few of the tracks actually are like to just end cleanly for if you want to make a mixtape. <laughs> just of your own pleasure, you would have to have weird 30, 40 seconds, sometimes a minute and a half of lessons. So this is an option. We could do some, some surgery. And I think tal- I did tally up and including the intro, I believe you've got about six or seven minutes, which you could just, that's easy, isn't it? Get Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So that's done. That's done. That's <laughs> the end of that. So Let's never mention the classroom bits ever the again. The classroom bits are, are gone. Nothing. They, I like, mean, I, I, I wouldn't say they add nothing. They're, it, it does feed into a sort of a theme of the album, but we're talking about, we're trying to make a, we're trying to make something fit here, aren't we? So this is the it's luxury boring. of the CD era, isn't it? If you don't like it, you can just oh, skip to the gosh. next track. As long as, it, so this is, the skits are at the end of a track. So I guess expressly for that purpose that you get to the end of the song. Yeah. It's a little bit of extra work there, but if you didn't like it, you could just skip on to your, your next song. They don't do that so much these days. Have these? Uh, I don't know what it was about that CD era that it was quite a common mm. feature, wasn't it? That you would have this like appended, oh, yeah. actually mixed that bleeding, into the, yeah, yeah, into if, a, you know, a skit. So arriving at the decision that we get rid of these uh, skits, then that's going to make things yeah. very slightly easier for us. And actually, yeah, it, that is more a CD thing than an LP uh, yeah. than a vinyl thing. So I think it's I think it's fair to do that. Really, temptation, uh, which gives us slightly altered track times as well, which so that might make things interesting. So oh, on to the first proper song, "Lost Ones," mm. which is a, a rap song. Nothing hugely offensive. <laughs> it's a fairly decent rapper, I would say. Fairly standard late nineties sounding rap song. Yeah, a diss song yeah. of some description. Is this a go at why? But the the assumption for a lot of these disses and uh, and uh, and things is that it's why Sean. Praz was also there, um, but chiefly uh, aimed at Wyclef Sean. But I don't know if that's uh, a fact on mm-hmm. this song. But yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? it was on slightly uh, yeah, on the long side. It went on. A, it went. Yeah, I was going to say it went, <laughs> for a, that's for a first that's, song, wasn't it? It was yeah, slightly on the long it, side. Like the, to have an intro of weird classroom stuff, and then a long song, and then more of that classroom stuff. There's a little bit arrogance in that because you'd have ran out and bought this album because you've heard. Everything is everything, and do up that thing. So you're all like, "Oh my god, those tracks!" And you want to put the neat, like you said, we're re-editing this for like a LP. But even if you put the CD in, you're thinking, "I'm going to start. I'm going to be grooving within seconds, and it's going to take you ten minutes to really get the heat up." Well, that's which would be um, frustrating. 
That's interesting you say that. So the the next song, X Factor, I would have said was her biggest hit. It is a long one. It's a very strange song. You start off with that can it be also simple sample yeah, in the background, which isn't it? I know we're going to go track by track, but this is, I think, off air, off podcast, whatever the saying is, you know, we talk outside of this because we're professionals and this is a professional podcast. It's making millions. Um, but we were talking about the, um, you weren't convinced when I said there seems to be a lot of covers because obviously Wu-Tang sampled can it be so simple, all sim- that part of that song can it be also simple. And she's kind of covering that in a way, but also the, 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 the original track but it's not a cover, and it's not called that. It's just weirdly she, she's not she's not covering a song. She's almost trying to sneakily. She comes very the close door. Uh, a few yeah, times yeah. in this album to having to credit other people. But I did double check the credits. There's and we'll obviously come to other songs uh, mm. uh, regarding this, but um, getting full credit for to, or taking full credit for a lot of these songs influence. But I mean, so far off to a bad start. She's uh, <laughs> she's not ingratiating herself with uh, with a with a punchy start, and then already she's she's treading on thin ice. As well, far as credits, to me, this is a this like this song is a is a lock. I don't know where it goes in the album, but it's <laughs> we can see how yeah. we do time wise. But they, that, I, I think that's as close to a lock as we're gonna get. So it's oh, certainly okay, this, this this this. Um... I like how this democracy is working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's as close to a lock, and there is no other opinion. I'm bemused at the the disagreement here, but um, we can come back to it depending on what our, okay. our time is and look at that. No, no, no. No, I think I, I'm 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 too soon getting into it because there's some later on ones which uh, are a bit a bit more spicy as far as they they don't work. Next to Zion, right? Can Carlos I? Carlos Santana you amongst she was, this this business oh, uh, with the the guitar yeah. apparently. Unexplained guitar riffs out of nowhere. It does not fit on this album whatsoever. It's just suddenly grooving away. It sounded, I think this is just this is just going on the first verse, or there seemed to be a thread throughout it. But she was pregnant at the time, I think, oh. and the, it sounded like in that verse she was talking about people telling her basically to abort the baby for her career. Oh. And I think that was a, a part of the song, and she kept Good the baby, Lord. obviously. Um, so a deeply, deeply personal song. I quite like the chorus mm. as well. I thought the chorus was decent. The Santana mm. guitar sort of floating over the top, like you're saying, it was a wee bit. Um, yeah, you're also fits. here, are you? Was he weirdly popular again? For he me? was popular again. Album. Remember yeah, Smooth? That was, was that was that ninety oh, eight or um, it was right about that time, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Strange, I remember Santana it? having some sort of just before two thousands resurgence, and it was that weird guy. Unexplainable. That yeah, it was so weird. That's just Santana, and I'm like, he was on stuff. I'm like, what? What happened? I'd maybe put that one to the edge of the table. See, see how we do. Oh. Uh, do wop. This has got to be a, a lock, isn't it? Oh. That's the that's the the nah, song. Get off, get, get off, album. <laughs> Sick of it. All right. So this that, is... that beautiful poetry. No, that's this is this is the track. I mean that when that came on, I don't know if it was the radio or MTV Bass or whatever. We were, I think this is even before. I'm trying to think of timeline wise. It was Fuji's first or this album first. I'm trying to remember how we went back, but I oh, remember in terms of you're listening on, to it. Yeah, like actually, fine because I think. It was I, in my my brain. Well, I think it was a retroactive. Well, you did, like <coughs> album wise, yeah. maybe not, but yeah, you, yeah, Fuji La and uh, that, that's what um, I mean. Like the singles, you would have you'd have heard without but, having heard the album. Yeah. Although, hey, we're getting a theme here with the with the regurgitating because obviously, ready or not, here I come, and that's you know obviously kind of covering. That is uh, pretty much a cover. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So she's obviously got a history of this, but do up that thing is using that old style 
music. But that's just that's just preference. Obviously, we're not talking about preference. We're talking about time wise. So if it's too long, chop it off. To what you're saying, this is yeah, this is like basically Lauren Hill in a nutshell, I guess. This song. Oh yeah. Um, so put this in the keep pile. Uh, by the sounds yeah. of it. Um, oh, yeah. There's not much more to say about that one. Superstar is the next song. Uh, this is Another where one things get a right bit, in the line. Things get a bit dicey here. So I, yeah. I don't know where the credit for uh, Jim Morrison is on here, but um, mm-hmm. very yeah, very much there, isn't it? I mean, how do you how do you do how do you? I mean, I guess is that is that arrogance or is that just kind of unfamiliarity with the rules or what do you think? Or what do you think our thinking was because. It's based fine, on, it's on fine the, in general. I mean, you get you, hmm. you interpolate yeah, a lot in, I, in rap music, but I'll um, release a hit. I won't call it "Love Me Do." So I'll, I'll release do a hit. Me and love. I'll call it, yeah, "Do Me Love," and I'll just keep singing "Love Me Do" through the whole thing with almost the same riff, and uh, I'll just get away with it because you know it's that's the rules of music. You can just kind of skirt around it and not actually give any credit, or even if she did give credit, why bother just starting to sing some lyrics from another band? It doesn't make any sense. You're on. You you could have been on a winner here, like one of the one of the best debut albums on your own, and you're you've you've almost got two covers without even realizing it. Yeah, maybe no one was saying anything. Um, yeah. how long is it like? It's this one's five minutes, so um, I'm happy. That's, that's, that's an easy. Get five that minutes. done. <laughs> Scratch that off the trophy. All right. <laughs> um, so superstar, we can we can live without that mm. one. Final hour. Um, which is a funny name of a track to put in the middle of the album. Most Fuji's like. Most, it was quite Fuji's like, uh, yeah. wasn't it? It was a decent yeah. rap song, wasn't it? Which got confused me. Like in retrospect, uh, after having heard about all the white clubs, John Troubles, I was actually going to ask you, "Oh, did he produce this song?" But you, I'm assuming yeah, he had nothing done, to do with this. They're, they're done. At, they're done at this point. Um, wow. Yeah, so she's she's a, she's a good rapper. There's not much to say, is there? Oh, this she's wonderful. It? Yeah, but this is the annoying thing as well because I think there's there's a kind of reminiscent feeling of this. This is why I kind of was unsure of this song because I was like, oh well, this is what I kind of enjoy about some of the Fuji stuff, and she's weirdly put this sounding one on it. And was it nostalgic? Is what it feels like. Yeah, it's the slightly slightly throwback in amongst this um, yeah. album, which might it's not necessarily a reason to to get rid of it. So. And then the next one is "When It Hurts So Bad," which is some sort of relationship breakup song. Um, I didn't have a lot of strong feelings about this one. I don't know about you. Chuck it, chuck it. <laughs> so it's it's a fun well, name. Three things you liked about it right now. If you can't do it on the, on the spot, it doesn't stay. Right, three go. Number one. Um, it had Lauren Hill on it. Um, but that's not mm. going to work for getting rid of songs in this yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the owner of the album. Anyway, number two, we'll 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 let you have one. All right, number no, two? I'm, I'm not I'm not hu- I'm not hugely in, in favor of keeping. We're going to make it to three. Mu- music's a funny thing. This Give me might, the second reason. This might be the f- somebody else's favorite song on the album. Who knows? But that's I guess that's just how music works, isn't it? It's very yeah. um, subjective. There's people who like like that D girl episode of The Sopranos, which is one of my least favorites. So I guess. Uh, so this is the D girl of this album, then. Okay, yes, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's neither neither here nor there. Um, I'm a vice president. I used to love him. Is the next one, and we've got another Wu Tang influenced sort of bit on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Can which... I ask you? Sorry, I know you're you're introing the song, and I'm stepping all over the top of it. Oh, but that is my nature. Is just to smudge my talk words all over, over people, other ruin the whole thing. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's Nick, your style. Nick, me, the Badger Boy. That's my style. Anyway, um, you're, you're, no, this you're... Is, I was trampling all over you. Don't trample over me. Mm-hmm. Uh, three things right now. Um, no, 
this is why I was going to ask was I used to love him. Is this anything to do with the common sense I used to love her? I don't think so, because there's not the... Oh, um... You can't even get this right, Lauren. <laughs> no. I think it's just a, it's just it's another it's another breakup song, so um, <sighs> we could keep some Cause of I them. Thought, I thought that was genius. That's why, because I, I couldn't really find any... That's what I mean, though. I thought it was going to be like her side of the... Because obviously, whole common sense, basically, his whole point in that was that it used to be something he loves, now it's not. Um, and maybe Lauren Hills and is it Mary G. Blige they're, they're yeah. doing their version of oh by the way um, we also used to love it but this is what it's become now or maybe there's some sort of different but if it's if it's just a, a name that happens to be the same I am afraid that she's not only doing covers that aren't really covers but now it's not even like a an, a, a, an answer track to the common sense one it just happens to be a name that, that is similar again this was a very dangerous uh, game to play but I mean uh, people play this game anyway when they're sampling. If you sam- so this is mm. the problem with sampling a really famous and well-liked song is that if you if it's too recognizable, you could run the risk of somebody going, oh, actually I'd listen I'd rather listen to the other song. I think mm. that runs the risk here because when the the ice cream sa- the, the sample of the sample comes through, oh, um, you're yes, kind of like am I it. am I I'd quite like to listen to that. Wu Tang song now, but actually, Ruza uh, didn't have anything to do with this then as well. I'm just no, no, it's who, just um, it's just a sample this? of a sample. I think I think Lauren Hill gets the credit for sampling a lot of these songs. Okay. Um, I could double check because hmm. Wu Tang esque in this the is, yeah, choices. Lauren Hill that's maybe her one. Hmm. So, or she was like, I like that sample too. I think I'll use it, which I is could, kind of so that's why I'm thinking I could be wrong. So it sounds like she's a bit of a hip uh, a hip hop nerd. So it, I mean, it could be mm-hmm. I just maybe missed some allegory, but I don't, I don't, I didn't really pick up on that based on the lyrics. There wasn't yeah, a a very ex- like extended yeah. um, story. Like yeah, that's the, why I was giving it more credit. Obviously, Mary J. Blige is similar. I don't think is she older than Lauren Hill. She yeah, I, well or I guess she, I guess she well she never really rapped, but she's that uh, blending yeah. the hip. But she's almost the that R&B kind of yeah before Lauren Hill, isn't she? Yeah, because that's why I thought, oh my god, this song's amazing. It's some sort of like, oh yeah, you think you used to love her? Well, we used to love him, and I was like, oh my god, this is really good. And then I was trying to read up about it and couldn't really find anything that pointed on it that much. And then the more I read, the more I got disappointed. I thought it's got so many ingredients to be to be this like Mary Blige, the sort of old school. At the time, and then Lauren Hill, the new school, technically, and then talking about this subject, and then the more you hear about it, it's like, is it just a breakup song? <laughs> I got really disappointed. It sounded good, though. I don't. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be a. Oh yeah, that no, would it's, be a, like, it's potential, one of the better ones. Yeah. Keeper. Um, How long is it? And is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Um, it's a long. By... One. It's a long one. It's Oof. not got a uh, appended skit. It is almost approaching six oh, so, minutes so like so in the this long is song. one that's this is one that's long but doesn't have a skit at the end yeah it's a very it's a very long oh my song God. um we'll ne- put that in the maybe pile the maybe pile forgive them father is the next Ooh, one that was okay. a where this again this part of this album good part of this album was recorded in kingston jamaica uh and the, there's some there's some influence here apparently i was really i didn't really pick this up while listening to it but this the uses Concrete Jungle by Bob Marley as a jump off, apparently. Um, but I didn't really find any intermingling of the, the lyrics or, or anything. Mm. But it was interesting to know that. What did you think of this song? I didn't like it because uh, I feel like I'd heard it before, if that makes sense. Was and, it a little, uh, you've, you're, yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, it could be the Bob Marley influence just kind of 
coming yeah. through. I think that is what I'm saying as well, because she seems quite influenced by other people, which has kind of maybe held her back on this album. It's just one man's opinion from the northeast of Scotland, but um, I think that's what's re re listening to it with my modern head is there's a lot of missed opportunity, and also she seems to be very sponge. She's she's obviously a sponge of. She likes different genres, or she's been around different people, and they're like, "Oh, well, have you tried this?" And she's thought, "Oh, let's let's see what happens," rather than just being like, "I'm gonna do it definitely this way." There's a lot of it's a pick and mix, which is why I kind of when I was listening again, I was like, "Why is that reggae sounding stuff?" And then suddenly R and B, and then suddenly hip hop. It's like, is this a mixtape? Is she? But you're saying there's even half the album is in a different country recording. She's obviously been around a lot. Of, I think a large part um, of it was she wanted to yeah. get away from all the stuff and go to uh, Jamaica. Because she was, yeah. I don't know if she was married to to Rohan at the time, uh, but she's certainly yeah. having this baby uh, to to his neck of the woods to escape. Yeah. It sounds like so. There's well, around that, it. It's like, yeah, there's uh, we we. I mean, we 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 were aware of you know. Sometimes you can by osmosis you can pick up certain things. Like you can pick up an accent or two if you're in a different country, and maybe musically you can pick up almost an accent of. You know, your creativity is going to be influenced by what you're around. So maybe that's part of it. It's not just, oh, I'll go over there and this will definitely be what I do. So if you're trying to creatively think about what's next, and if, you know, in the background, it's nothing but Jamaican music or whatever. And when you're recording, you're thinking, oh, that does sound good. I'll pop that in. Maybe that's kind of what's happened here. Um, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's part of it as well. Like just really being influenced by just company that she keeps, company that she keeps maybe is what, what has really been part of what this is. is, is emotionally it's obviously something that's affected her and then if you're maybe more comfortable and you're being reassured by someone who's into this kind of music then it's going to be something you want to pay homage to on an, on an album i don't know i mean i'm talking and the the the, the chorus obviously uh hmm. ripped off the from the bible <laughs> yeah uh so is that is that where people think they can get away with writing not r- public writing, domain isn't just, it you just yeah. uh, go for it <laughs> yeah uh let just have a. I wish I could think of a Bible verse that wasn't quoted in Pulp Fiction. But you know what I mean? Like if if, if I wanted to have an entire album that was just rocking to the absolute hilt, or hip hop into the absolute hilt, but it was just Bible verses. Do you think it would get by? Um, it would. It would have a, quite a niche audience, I would imagine. But yeah, yeah, I think you could. But not, you, not, legally speaking, I think not, you're you're all right. You're, yeah, you're in there. Not promoted as like a, a religious album. Just that I was like, this album's called Big. And then you're not much of a lyricist, and you're just like, I'll just take a couple yeah. of these, these ones here. Oh, forgive them, Father, for they have sinned. Uh, uh, blood and the wine, and uh, some other Bible stuff. Uh, Abraham begets uh, Moses. You have to read the Bible first before you. Yeah, I'll I'll go before this bit works. I'll read the Bible, and then I'll be hilarious. I'll, we'll save it for a future podcast, but keep this in so people know it's stupid. Well, in my, I mean. It's, yeah, in my effort to up the the rapping quotient of this album, I wouldn't be ready to chuck this one in the bin. But um, we, we, oh. I don't know what your opinion is. Not oh, not too far. Forgive him, Father, for he has sinned. <laughs> loves his rapping. My goodness. Uh, so we we may want to come back to that, but maybe not. It depends how the numbers shake out at the end. Next song is "Every Ghetto, Every City," uh, which mm. well, I'll let you speak on it, but. This sounded like a Stevie Wonder song that never existed. Did mm. I, is that just me? There was like some heavy, <laughs> heavy Stevie, but I couldn't like quite like pinpoint which song. It was just like a mixed was mismatch. Of... The, was she predicting the, the Stevie Wonder performance at the Grammys or whatever it was? And she thought I'll have uh, a bit of him in there, possibly. But, but yeah, yeah, it was just it, was, it was just yeah. sounded like a very heavy, heavy. It's, it, you obviously had that sort of the the instrumental in the background was quite Stevie Wonderish, but like even to the the melody was. 
was slightly yeah. like that as well, which was which was great. But it just again, it kind I of think... put me in mind of something else, which was I think it was this, a wee bit of a problem a theme... with this album. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There seems to be a theme of this album, which is ah, oh, remembering other music I enjoyed, <laughs> so... which has like an opening, like an opening statement for a burgeoning solo career, um, mm. is actually fine. But this was her only solo yeah. statement. Yeah, it, it was it was a bit like uh, Charles Barkley when he's uh, yeah, first of all, and there's never a second of all. <laughs> it feels like that kind of album. Like, wait, what's the second point or what's the second statement? Because as you say, opening the door with this and then being like, oh, remember all these good tracks? Uh, I can do them and just wait for number two. It's the second album is going to be about me, and that never came. So you are kind of left with this um, mixtape of, do you remember this? It's that's what this album weirdly retrospectively is. Uh, has been when I listen to it nowadays is it's it's very much oh I I, I remember that great track that's not this track but I'm and, enjoying this track so you're kind of confused and like I'm enjoying this but I'm remembering a track that I also enjoy interesting enough this is like a nostalgia song wasn't it she's kind of calling back to the old the old days um, uh, yeah. kind of old hip hop references as well there which was kind of fed into the that theme as well which if that is mm-hmm. indeed the theme then that uh, well oh, we'd hope the, so the Miseducation of Lauren Hill kind of recalling our, our childhood, so there's obviously things that influenced her in, mm-hmm. in mixed in with this album. So yeah, I was just getting a heavy Stevie Wonder vibe with some old hip-hop references in there, which was decent enough. Mm. Um, Maybe, Pyle? Uh, let's lean it to the edge of the table. But yeah, let's okay, let's teetering at the edge of the table for you, yeah. um, but maybe, Pyle. Uh, the, the next one is Nothing Even Matters, featuring D'Angelo. Um, some sort of back and forth love duet. I'll let you, I'll let you go first, and I'll tell, I'll tell you what I think. Why are you, why are you let me set myself up for failure every time? Uh, I hate it, but yeah, no, because D- D'Angelo is a weird one. Not not only is weird, sexy uh, video that got him in kind of trouble with people who would Untitled. respect him, but. Is that what's called? Yeah, but I think he just makes me think of an sort of a, a really jacked, oily man who was singing in a video, and then when I would see his name on tracks, I got like a weird confused feeling because you know I don't, I don't know what to think i mean clearly he's he's ripped and oily but i don't know anymore but um i'm not gonna look away obviously but um uh when he's on this track it's kind of that whatever his singing style was that that kind of yeah, he's, he's going for something as well and i couldn't really figure it out and i got really confused and then start to remember oily videos and I had to turn it off so so it was a skip for i mean i i couldn't get past the 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 love chimes, you know, that sort of the, the twinkly mm. noise that was in this song, which yeah. is quite, um, it's a bit which, of a, what, what is that a from? A cliche. What's that's like a, yeah, that's a cliche, but from what? I'm trying I, to, that's what I'm saying. What, this album, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember songs. I was like, I've heard that somewhere before. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't quite take this track seriously after. You know, after you know what this? Oh, it's, it's like, it's like a, it puts me in mind of Barry White, but I don't ever recall oh, Barry White using is... the love chimes sort of sound. I think it's more of a. Yeah. It sounds more like a. I don't think Erica Badu even used that kind of thing. I I really like this, and I I recognise that. But what? Where have I? Where have I tasted this before? Is this? Has this been in another recipe? Shades. Yeah. It's like yeah, and I think I think I know what you're you're driving at. Yeah, there's like a, a hint of nostalgia without. Yeah. Which, which, hey, Lauren could come back here and argue. Listen, that's the whole f- point of the album. Mail at <laughs> blastrom.com. <laughs> Lauren Hill, mail at blastrom.com. Let us know. <laughs> was that the point of the album? Because I'm suspecting it was, but um, without without any official confirmation from the person herself. Um, anyway, so nothing even matters. That's that's in the bin, isn't it? 
Check them off. Then we go on to the the big one. Everything is everything is the next song. Yeah, the the video is amazing. I like the turntable video and all that stuff. Obviously, for the album itself, which has got to be on a, a, a vinyl if we're trying to do this kind of thing. Um, but the sample is that quite a famous sample as well. This is what it's kind of unfortunate because I'm don't pretty sure. Think it was a sample. I don't have any evidence of it being a sample. Again, it's it's just got that hint of something, hasn't it? And yeah, the the mel like the, the sort of melody in the chorus put me in mind of you know that song um i was made to love her by stevie wonder i yeah. that was stevie wonder's back again and it's it's in this song yeah. <laughs> i was getting i was getting a lot of of that in this um but yeah the sam i don't think it's a, like the strings you mean like the, the yeah yeah i don't think that's i think it's from something i think it's from something but i think i think you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking that yeah. it, it's got that that Stevie Wonder sort of sound to yeah. it. Yeah, because this this was this before or after Do I think it's a single. This was after, I think Do What was before this album came out, and then yeah. the Everything Is Everything was after the the album had come out. Uh, the, obviously, this one was more of a yeah. Let's let's party now because obviously Do What that thing was like reminiscent, and this one was just you wonderful thing and loud and bold and just yeah. Lock uh, it down. <laughs> Yeah, we'll lock that down for the end, but obviously we've got two more tracks to go, or perhaps three, I don't know how many. There's a, a skit. Well, I think, yeah, oddly enough, I think the skits end a couple of tracks ago. Hmm. Uh, you, I mean, you would have thought you'd bring the things to a close at the end of the yeah. album, but um, that's none of my business. So the hmm. next one is the title track, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Hmm. Kind of doing that vocal gymnastics thing on this song, you know, the... You know, very very flowery uh, singing, which was just mm. coming into fashion um, round about this time, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Which is where I kind of fall back on her being quite of a sponge, just sort of absorbing stuff and, as you say, like replicating stuff she probably enjoyed and thought I'll, I'll pop that on as well. Which is kind of which is unfortunate about this album is it's a lot of oh that that did sound good. I fancy trying my hand at that, which is why it kind of it feels like a, a mixtape of the of David Bowie of uh, hip hop and R&B perhaps Lauren Hill let's let's lock that down to, yeah lock, lock that down um, the the vinyl crackle a bit of a pain uh, when you're converting to, mm. to vinyl is it not yeah <laughs> obviously a very novel on... thing for yeah. CD oh look at this listen to this uh, fun although but... they've They've used that on uh, the Fugees as well. That seems to maybe it's a maybe it's a so there's enjoyed. A, there's there's a thing where you like obviously you're digging in the crates and you find a good sample, but it just happens mm. to also have crackle on it when yeah, you're recording yeah. it. So you just you just keep it. But this seemed this wasn't a sample, was it? It was just intentional <laughs> yeah, crackle. Almost like someone misinterpreting what's good about the sample. Like oh yeah, you gotta have the crackle because that's when you know it's a good sample. It's like no no no, it's just quality of record. Anyway, moving on. Um, miseducation maybe of uh, of what was a good sample is not the crackle of a record, but yeah, the actual. I think that kind of that's another indicator that it's clearly uh, made for CD, which is I guess mm. where the other the next couple of tracks come in, come in. But as a gag, I do enjoy that if that was the the intention. <laughs> To have the vinyl crackle, so you go, oh god, I'm returning this one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, not not too sure about that one. It, it didn't for each, well, it's each a of bit the like... songs that follow the 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 big singles yeah. kind of suffer a wee bit just because the oh, those yeah. songs are. What it's they like are. a big moment in a film or a or a TV show, something like you know, main character dies or something massive happens, and you've got that scene that happens afterwards, and you're like, I don't even remember what the dialogue was. Whereas you know, you've you've everything's everything comes to an end, and then you're like. What's the next track? <laughs> What's that line? Then you've got two hidden tracks, which is again your. Mm. This is CD land, big time, isn't it? These are not listed on the yeah, track. Yeah, what was that about? 
I don't know. That that was... Because they, were, they 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 came out with the album, but they're hidden tracks. So it's like huh? little, little bonus, the pleasure little of... bonus for you. Yeah. You're you're an hour in for people think. who forgot to yeah. turn off their stereos. <laughs> oh, oh, there's extra here. There's extra little extra little present here. But the the first of these is the cover of the Frankie Valley song "Can't Take My Eyes Off You," mm. um, which uh, I haven't said this about any of these songs. Uh, I hated this this cover yeah, version. It's uh, kind of, of unfortunate because it's it's one you don't really you know not mess with, but like because it's one of these ones that's been done a lot and people can't quite pull off. That just because you're good at singing doesn't mean you should be singing other people's songs. So it's a wee yeah, bit I did. almost self parody the the sort of beatbox yeah. version of like the, an old song. I I just did did mm. not care for it at all. <laughs> Chop it. Chop it. Big time. It's done. Um, I just want to make an extra point of how much I didn't like it. <laughs> just above any other one. Like, of all the all tracks that chat. should go, this absolutely this is... cannot stay. You wish you'd done it in reverse order. Yeah. Let's start at the, the end and really get rid of this track. Um, and also, it's. I mean, you're, you're suffering at this point from everything as everything's happened. Oh, um, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're finished. You're, Following you're, up. Like, yeah. This isn't. This is the. It's, it's too good to be true. It's like a some like you've, you've had your meal, you've had your dessert. Somebody says, "Oh, we have to get some ouzo after this as well," and you're like, "Ah, <laughs> I'm done." This <laughs> is the dessert wine of the album, is what you're saying. The dessert. This is the dessert wine of the the album. Yeah, we're it's been kind mm. of forced down us, and then we we finish with "Tell Him," which was nice enough. But again, yeah, I'm mm. I'm full. I've had I've had my meal. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I don't <laughs> know everything. Everything's done. Given that we're we are chopping up and we've got the opportunity to put this particular mm. song elsewhere, I just found it hard to reframe um, the song. It's a it's a love song. It's it's pleasant. It's not unpleasant. Um, nice guitars and stuff. It would be a decent buffer if we were struggling. <laughs> but um, I don't know what you hiding with you all these lockdown tracks. With all these lockdown <laughs> tracks. Uh, this one's suffering through. Oh well, we've locked down so much. You have to go. Okay, so set set this bird free. That's that's the miseducation of Lauren Hill. We've had a good run through that. Now mm. we've got to decide what we're actually doing with this lot. Uh-huh. I mean, we could go through the ones that we're definitely definitely get rid of, uh, which includes Superstar. We didn't care too much for that. Nothing even matters with D'Angelo. Apologies, D'Angelo. You've had all your own stuff. Can't take my eyes off you. Is uh, definitely going. Uh, would you disagree with that? Uh, you can't, oh, you can't after now. how in fact, <laughs> in fact I mean, you wanted to stay just, just for how aggressive you're locking down and giving my opinion nothing I, uh, looks like I can't take my eyes off this track <laughs> or perhaps my ears um, no it's get rid of it get rid of it do what uh, that thing everything oh. is everything uh, to stay are we going to be talking about order because I think do what uh, should be opening up the album and everything is everything finishing the album so I would just fill in the sandwich, that, <laughs> lock in the sandwich, however you want, buddy. That but that's how it should point, be. Point. Um, I would agree with. I think you can't really do anything after everything is everything. I think you're 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 done. Yeah, it was, it's yeah, it's it, it seems to be that kind of song. And just I guess how it landed on the album, you got that feeling of actually this this is where we depart. Surely, hmm. or maybe um, the start of side two could be do what because I guess that's that kicks it off again. You're rewarded for the, having that's where vinyl is. It gives you all the options, doesn't it? Um, yeah. you've you've got many options with with vinyl, so yeah, everything yeah. is everything. Closing the album, I don't have an an, is, an issue with that. But those two songs yeah. are, are locked down. I'm quite keen for X Factor to get locked down in this situation. Mm-hmm. So we got we've got three songs there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, final hour was that was that was one we were liking, wasn't it? The, that sort of throwback. Yeah, was one, that the kind of yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. that's that's nostalgia. So yeah, we we we'll, 
that belongs in the middle of one of the sides because then you kind of you know, oh yeah yeah and then he's new hits it afterwards or before. I I used to love him. We were liking that one. Uh, keep keep that one in. I guess so. Just because Mary's on there and she's she's yeah she's a she's a keeper. Lost ones. That was the opening track. We did think it was overstaying its mm. welcome a tad. Um, yeah. No objections. Looks to... like this one will be lost. <laughs> So that might be one not to keep. Um, the Take state, the S off and you'll know what it is now. The the uh, Every Ghetto, Every City, that Stevie Wonder uh, one was one to keep. Hmm. I guess so, because it's so. a pleasant sounding song. It's just unfortunately reminiscent of something else. Um, Miseducational Lauren Hill. I do quite like the gag of the... The crackle. I didn't like it at first, but now I'm I'm warming to that idea. So for the, so for the doubling up of uh, record crackle, the song I could take a leave, but that cra- that record yeah. crackle, crackle just to annoy people. Um, I'm liking that. Yeah. So that's that's, okay, that's okay. four minutes. You're you're getting back there. Perfect. We're cra- double crackle to Zion. Oh. Hmm? Deeply hmm. personal song about the about the the choosing not to abort the child. We want to keep this album upbeat, but I just I don't know how to talk about this song without. <laughs> she just keep it so she doesn't fall out with us. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. No, no, yeah, keep it on there, I guess. Yeah. Um. So basically, the ones that we're definitely getting rid of. Um. I think we're gonna add when it hurts so bad to that list because it didn't really didn't really move us. We're bringing tell him back in. I don't think that got fairly treated just based on its placement. It was just kind of we're, everyone's heading out the restaurant at that point, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, forgive them, Father, we are keeping. So here we go. Mm. With all, all things considered, just we'll see what this sounds like. I mean, we can muck about with the, the order and come to a final decision after the podcast. I mean, it's sometimes you, mm. you do these things and you really think to yourself, what a mistake we've made here. Oh, yeah. um, I don't think that's going to happen. Much <laughs> um, six minutes of skits are gone. Seven minutes, I think, including the, the intro there, which we've decided is not mm-hmm. welcome. Um, we want to open with Final Hour and some sort of twist of irony uh, there. <laughs> um, and then X Factors coming in, followed by Lost Ones, a bit of rapping action returning there. Uh, then this, this deeply personal To Zion, uh, which I think Lauren would want us to include Milana her there and the miseducation of Lauren Hill finishing outside one with that wonderful vinyl crackle uh, <laughs> prompting many many returns to the the, the record shop uh, this is broken uh, flip over to do wop uh, on the opener for side two uh, I used to love him coming after that uh, tell him, which didn't get a, a fair shake, given that it was the very end of the. <laughs> also, in that order, it does seem like like a message wasn't received. <laughs> you just love him. I tell him. <laughs> so we're like that. Uh, forgive them, Father, coming in after that. We weren't hugely fond of that, but um, I think it. I think we're it making fits. up the numbers. <laughs> I think it yeah, fits just it. be honest. We weren't fond of that, but because we're struggling for time, because there was more to cut than we, uh, there was there was there was less room to cut than we thought. Uh, forgive them, Father comes back. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind it to be honest. Um, and the finisher, which should have been, we're thinking, it should have been the finisher in any case. Uh, everything is everything, because there's nothing he could do after mm. that song, is there? Oh no, please come on. And that is our chopped up Frankenstein's monster of a version of a very, very highly regarded and critically acclaimed and award-winning yeah. album, The Misrepresentation of Lauren Hill. Oh. Uh, so that's that, yeah. I mean, it was it was a journey, mm. wasn't it? It was it was with 2020 head going back and listening to the, that. Mm-hmm. Hadn't listened it to it real for lock. quite a few years. It was a real lock of an album. Um, I'll tell you what I felt like. I felt like prayers on this journey. 
You were also there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm going to so go find some more talented people to be on my podcast. This was the opening statement of what would, what could have potentially been a, a very mm-hmm. promising career, but it was the one and only solo album that Lauren Hill mm-hmm. had for a variety of reasons. I don't know what you've heard about her well, life we, we don't want to go in. That's what I said. Did you want to go into the tax evasion or whatever's landed in jail or that stuff? Or we I mean, we could it? leave it various See, controversies. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that might be it, just for neatness. Uh, she went on to experience various controversies, and um, and there we are. That that's the indicator that it's time to wrap up uh, for this mm. this episode of the Blast from Cast from. Thank you very much for that. That was enjoyable. I did enjoy going back in time oh. uh, to this one, and who knows what other albums we will cover in oh. the future. There's many Couple a of troubled boys. <laughs> <laughs> There's many a skit filled album to cover oh. uh, in this format. I think so. Ghost, Ghostface Killer, watch out. <laughs> Red Man. I was thinking Red Man actually, but his again. You you run into that trouble where hit this this theme of his albums are that they're on some sort of uh, made up radio station. So how do you how do you pull oh. that out of the thing? We'll we'll save it for another podcast. We'll save it for another yeah. podcast. Yeah. In the meantime, thanks for coming. Uh, what's I was just trying to think about. Shouldn't have rubbed uh, so hard. Uh, Way. <laughs> trying to think of a Lauren Hill related uh, sign off there. Um, to Zion. <laughs> Over the hill and far away. That better? I like that. Goodbye. Until next time. <laughs> this is Blast From. Blast from.